I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Often, it's the bystander that gets the best view of a bun fight. Foreign exchange traders have largely stayed out of the recent bout of volatility on bond and stock markets, looking past fears about the return of the implications of inflation to the US. This week, investors were braced for a more violent reaction to the consumer price index for January. And while the data were stronger than expected and helped lift 10-year Treasury yields to four-year highs, the dollar stayed in the doldrums. I'm Michael Hunter, and in this week's edition of Hard Currency, I'm joined by Roger Hallam, Currency Chief Investment Strategist at JP Morgan Asset Management, to work out why dollar bulls are losing the battle. Welcome, sir. And uh, shouldn't we be seeing the dollar coming up off these three-year lows with higher yields and an outlook for faster US rate rises? Well, the US dollar has an imperfect relationship with relative yield spreads. Certainly in the post-financial crisis era, the dollar for large portions of that period was very closely correlated with relative yield spread developments. But if you look back in, in a longer history, actually the dollar only has a very loose relationship with, with yield spreads. And I think what is going on right now is that the prospect of large fiscal expansion in the US and running close to 5% deficits for the foreseeable future is serving to undermine the reserve currency status of the US dollar. Okay, so it's as serious as that? I think so. I mean, you, if you think that the US is going to be running 5% fiscal deficits, that fiscal stimulus is likely to lead to wider current account deficits, probably in the in the region of three to three and a half percent. You know, so twin deficits, you know, eight eight and a half nine percent of GDP, something of that order of magnitude. If you are a foreign investor in in the states, I think two things need to happen for you to want to finance that deficit. Yield certainly needs to be higher to make it attractive to to, to want to buy a, a U.S. certainly uh, fixed income assets. But also, I think it's reasonable that you should require a currency discount to take on those that, that those, those risks. And without those two factors which we have in place at the moment, the outlook there for the fiscal expansion in the US through the stimulus of government infrastructure spending will be significantly worse. So would you feel that the Trump administration will be pleased with this trading pattern that we've seen? I think President Trump has trumpeted the strongest stock market. But I think this level of fiscal stimulus at a point where there is very limited spare capacity in the US economy, the Fed is likely to respond to um, that that strength in demand we're going to see via higher interest rates. And we think we'll see four. Um, the risks, I think, around three to five are probably to the upside of, of four hikes this okay. year, with further hikes coming next year. And so it may well be the case that eventually equities take some fright from um, that the prospects of higher interest rates. And also adding to the kind of uncertain feel that that volatile trading pattern gave us, even if it didn't reach currencies so much, is the fact that after the tenure of Janet Yellen, we have a new chair of the Federal Reserve in Jay Powell. Does that help or does that hinder the situation for the dollar? 
be honest, I don't think that's a that's a major driver of um, the of the movements we're seeing in the dollar. I'd expect to see more policy continuity under Powell. I don't think you're going to see a a step change in reaction function from the Federal Reserve just because there's been a transition of leadership. I think there is a larger body of research which the Fed draws on. I expect more policy continuity, but I do also expect a. Uh, the Fed to transition at March to forecasting four hikes this year rather than three, but that's not due to the change in leadership. That's due to the, I guess the the, the what we're seeing in terms of global strength, the pickup in inflation, and also the additional fiscal stimulus that's come to that's come to the market's attention over the last week or so. And so, in some ways, the trading pattern that we've been talking about at the beginning of the program this week is. Right, isn't it? I mean, that's what should be happening if that outlook is in place. Yeah, we, we think the dollar is going to trend weaker versus the reserve currencies over the balance of this year. Um, so certainly that's euro dollar heading up towards 130 and possibly above. We think actually the renminbi can also be a beneficiary as as it becomes more generally accepted, its reserve status becomes more generally accepted. So I think if you've got the euro rising and the renminbi rising, that will act um, sort of as a gravitational pull towards most currencies stronger versus the US dollar. The caveat being that with that, we also expect higher yields. And so the the more yield-sensitive currencies, those that run highly le- or those of highly levered economies or significant um, current account deficits, such as the Turkish lira, the Philippines peso, we do expect them still to trade weaker versus the US dollar. But in general, yes, the dollar should be weaker. And you mentioned um, $1.30 around a level that you're eyeing for, for the euro against the dollar. We're at one twenty-five as the podcast is being recorded. That takes it up about 4% year to date, roughly. Um, what were you saying for your year and forecasts earlier before this bout, are you st- have you redrawn them? Are you still happy with that? No, we, we thought that um, this year with the, the euro dollar would end the 2018 between 125 and 130. Okay, so but we felt it would be a bit more of a tug of war this year as rate differentials pulled in one direction in a stronger dollar, but the structural imbalances pushed the dollar dollar weaker over time. I think our conviction that actually that rate differentials will have less we become be less of a driver for the dollar certainly in the near term um, has gone up and as I say we now are more convicted in the higher end of that of that 125-130 range and may also we need to revise that that a little higher depending on exactly how the relative economic data develops and how the ECB's reaction function develops as well. Gotcha so there's some good levels to watch there on, on, the, on the euro on the shared currency now the yen has been doing particularly well um, year-to-date gains of around 6%, or well, year-to-date strengthening around 6%, trading around uh, 107 uh, yen to the dollar. What's what's happening there, Roger? Well, in an environment, the yen is a reserve currency. Yeah. And in an environment where the dollar is going down versus reserve currencies, obviously there will be downwards pressure on dollar yen, um, yen to strengthen. Um, I think also the yen, in spikes of volatility, and obviously we've seen volatility go up and we've seen stock markets come off some, um, the yen is typically, typically does very well in those sorts of environments. And I think also we shouldn't forget that when you look at CFTC data, one of the largest speculative positions in the market, according to the CFTC data, was short yen, long dollars. Okay. So I think it's a combination of a, um, a risk wobble, a positioning washout, but I think also importantly, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that if you have a broader view that reserve currencies are going up versus the US dollar, 
the yen will will benefit from that. Now, the yen also typically is um, highly correlated to yields and um, and the re- and the risk environment. And so, if you also think that in the short term risk can recover a bit and, and yields will continue to press higher. I think that euro yen should be rising in that environment. Okay. So the yen may well still do well against the dollar. It will just do slightly less well than the euro. What do you think of the argument in the market at the moment that some of these moves are also to do with interest rate differentials and the outlook for other major central banks to catch the Federal Reserve's rate tightening cycle up? I think it's very reasonable. That's part of why we had euro dollar rising over the bounce of the, this year. Even though we were expecting the, at the start of this year the Fed to do three, we still expected euro dollar to rise this year. And I think that's because we had we had held a framework that actually the tapering of the ECB's QE purchases was going to be more powerful and worth more from um, if you like a, a monetary policy perspective than any of the rate rises we would see from um, the Federal Reserve. So that's exactly what um, what drove us to have a higher euro dollar forecast through this year. Now the end is obviously a bit a bit more challenging in that because actually I don't expect the uh, Bank of Japan to change its yield curve control framework at all this year. And again, that's one of the things that biases me towards a higher level of euro yen, given that relative delta of monetary policy between the ECB and the Bank of Japan. Interesting. Now, a quick look at the pound, I think. We've seen some buffeting around about the various twists and turns of Brexit. Uh, One person we spoke to this week off the record was calling Brexit a bit more of a brouhaha than anything else around the pound, with economic fundamentals around the UK economy helping it back around that $1.40 level around the late 80s in terms of its valuation in pence against the euro. Do you agree with that idea that we can start to look past some of the day-to-day Brexit twists and turns towards a strengthening or more resilient than expected UK economy? Well, as it relates to the pound, I think you've got to look at it's certainly recovered against the dollar, but it's it's still at very weak levels versus the euro. Yes. Okay. Now, also, let's not forget, we have not left the European Union yet. Um, and so none of the challenges of leaving the European Union have come home to roost um, from the from the UK's perspective. Now, it's also the case that the UK economy has done generally better than most people thought it, it would have done. Um, but I think there are still big fundamental challenges for the UK still to face. The current account deficit the UK runs is still in around 5% of GDP. Um, look at the recent trade data; it's going to be back up there, you know, slightly north of five percent of GDP probably uh, for the fourth quarter. Um, the trend in FDI into the UK has been weakening, and obviously we had uh, the a Japanese trade delegation in 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 London only a couple of weeks ago, warning very pointedly that unless we uh, maintained good access to the European Union single markets, that they don't have to invest in the UK. So I still think the risks to the pound are very real from Brexit. And I don't think we have, as Barney said himself, a transition agreement isn't given here. Now, if the broad trend in the dollar is weaker, as we suspect, I think it's going to be difficult to see um, cable uh, sterling versus the dollar lower. But if those, if the economic challenges for the UK around Brexit continue um, and actually the, the transition agreement looks more uh, challenging to agree, then I still think there's further downside in the pound versus the euro. And we have to keep a look at the pound against its nearest neighbour, of course. Uh, Roger Hallam, 
Currency Chief Investment Strategist at JP Morgan Asset Management. Thank you very much for joining us on Hard Currency. With that, we're out of time. Roger Blitz will be back next week. In the meantime, you can keep up with all the latest Forex news and analysis at ft.com slash markets and at FastFT.